Hey y'all, welcome back to Hootin' and Holler, and this is Matt Mitchell. Before we get into this episode, just had a quick show note for you. If you've been listening to this podcast from the start, first of all, thank you. That's awesome. Uh, and then I bet you've been wondering over the last, uh, you know, week, week and a half, what in the world is the release schedule for this podcast? It makes no sense. Well, that's a very fair question. One that I probably didn't have an answer to until, you know, about a week and a half ago. The plan is to release new episodes every other Tuesday. And if you're thinking, wow, that's a really weird release schedule, you would be right. That is, that is pretty weird. But you know what? This is a weird show and I'm a weird guy. So I think it works, you know, for now. Later down the road, we might play around with it a little bit, try something different. But for now, this feels good. This feels like this might work. So every other Tuesday, you can expect some new episodes of Hootin' and Hollerin'. And that's what we'll just keep, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll try for now, you know, until a month from now and we change it again. We'll see what happens. Anyway, today's episode is a real treat. I mean it, a real special treat. Today's guest uh, is uh, not only a very talented uh, musician, but he's also been my best friend now for a, a long time. I could do the math, but I don't, I'm not a fan of math since high school since high school and how long has it been since high school for me well i'm pretty bald now so i mean you could just figure that out it's been a while mr grant gibson is coming on hooting and hollering today grant uh is a singer in the group karen peck and new river is a very popular gospel music group they are based out of Delonica, georgia but you can see them really all over the country uh, they have been nominated for a Grammy five times, and they have won a Dove Award seven times. So they're a pretty big deal. Not just in gospel music, but like all of music. Um, and I'm excited to have Grant on the show today and to do a little hooting and maybe a little hollering. All right. Uh, welcome to Hootin' and Hollerin', Mr. Let me check my notes again. Grant Gibson, am I saying it right? Gib Gibson? Gibson, yeah. Gibson. Yeah, that works. That's it. Uh, Grant, this is going to be a real treat and uh, going to be a real challenge for us not to bring up topics that only you and I know about so that the listener, um, and I mean that not, I mean that as I said it in the singular sense, not plural, as if there's one listener for this show. Uh, I don't know who they are, but I thank them for for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, we don't kind of leave them out of the joke. So it's as if I don't know you already, Grant. I just hope that your listenership to this program does not drop like GameStop stock uh, has this week. It is, did you have? Do you have any shares? Did you buy? No, them? I didn't jump in on that bandwagon, but uh, I know a lot of people that did. <laughs> <laughs> that we both know. Uh, oh, oh, uh oh. Yeah. Um, Sucks for them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I dare to say that I probably have known you the longest out of all the people that you've interviewed so far. That's that's for home. sure. You can combine how long all the other uh, interviewees, I don't think that's yeah. the correct term, uh, combine how long they've known me, uh, then multiply that by 10. It probably still wouldn't equal uh, as long as you and I have known each other. Uh, I mean, who would have thought it's been... Who would have thought? Who would have thought? It has been... Uh, 17 about to be 17 years since graduating high school and then look at us now look at us now just and i don't know if this is a good point in this program to officially apologize to you 
because I was there really from the beginning of all of what you're doing and actually putting food on your table doing this. Uh, you know, those that have followed Matt Mitchell and Twitter and uh, It's a Southern Thing and now this podcast, it all really started from one tweet that I thought was absolutely ridiculous. And uh, here you are, man. Congratulations. Yeah, that's I've I've mentioned you. Uh, you know, sometimes when I tell the story, I'll I'll say like my friend or something. Right. Uh, there's been a couple of times. Um, I guess when I'm in Jasper or something or Walker County, the area, people will know you. I'll I'll throw out Grant Gibson, uh, then I'll say Bill Gibson's son. They're like, oh yeah, um, <laughs> that whippersnapper. Uh, but yeah, I mean, from the very beginning, and I will say though, you never said that this was a that what started this all the day of my eagle. You never said it was a bad idea. That was my wife. That was Lisa who said, this, this yeah. is not funny. Just stop it. Um, but I never thought it would lead to, to all of this. So I, thanks for not discouraging me, I guess, in that moment. Thanks for encouraging my stupidity. Isn't it really the American dream, though, that you're basically making a living eating Little Debbie's mm. and, and making these videos? And how cool is that, man? Really, both of us in different aspects are kind of doing jobs that we love and making money and, and, you know, living out our dreams. I, I think, I think really it is the, te- it's, it's both of us are living the, the America's dream. Mine though, being the worst part of America, it's the <laughs> consumerism. Uh, it's just bad humor, not like crude, but just, I mean, like, I'm not funny. Uh, just corny, just, just ridiculous stuff on the internet, which is already the cesspool of America. And then you, here you are uh, as a, a gospel music singer out there, uh, praising the Lord's name, bringing people to Jesus, doing out there, doing the Lord's work, doing the good stuff for America. So it is polar opposites, but it's trying like, to clean. It's your still, mouth. it's still America, I guess. Um, what's left of her. Yeah. But it, it's honestly, man, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy ride in 2020 as a whole. Yeah, that's, we'd be where we're at. That's been uh, that yeah. That's been a, a topic that's come up with everybody at this point because uh, it has affected everybody. And you have been you're you're singing y'all are back singing in, in in public places now, but there for a while it was like it was nothing. And y'all would do some streaming live singing streaming. I don't know what you'd call those, but yeah. uh, but sing on the internet. And that was that was it for a little while, wasn't it? Well, it was. Yeah, you know, we went from doing. I don't know, being on the road about 180 days, I don't know how many concerts, to basically being completely shutting down, shut down March 15th. And again, that weekend, I will never forget, we were literally on the bus as, uh, you know, President Trump's holding this news conference. Uh, and everybody that knows somebody, knows somebody in the government that's saying, we're, the whole country's going into martial law. We got, <laughs> I mean, you remember this time. Oh, yeah. It's freaking out. And we all run into Walmart. And I can tell you, I've still got like three cases of um, of chicken noodle soup that has not been touched. <laughs> oh, you went all in on oh, yeah, martial yeah. law is coming. I put Y2K on this whole situation. And so I've got rice and beans if anybody needs any. <laughs> but, but honestly, honestly, the whole thing uh, is wild, man. Uh, but, you know, like what you guys do, we just evolve and find different ways of, of getting what we do out there. And social media is definitely one of those. Yeah, they. Uh, I have to admit that I, I did get into the craze right at the beginning, but it was I was one of those that 
I just wanted to see, I heard about the toilet paper hoarding. I just wanted to see if it was as bad as it was. And so I stopped by, um, we, we all went to, we, uh, we left work for lunch. Um, uh, it was me and two other guys. We went to the Walmart up the road in Gardendale from Birmingham just to get a glimpse of like how bad it was. And this is, this was a few days, this was probably about the same time y'all were having this conversation about martial law. So we walked in and it was just, they cleaned it out. Clean supplies, paper towels, toilet paper, gone. And uh, so then the very next day I stopped at some little bitty grocery store in between here in Birmingham, uh, the house of Birmingham and picked up a pack of toilet paper. I was one, but I only got one pack of toilet paper. I didn't, but I saw people in their motorized scooters they had fill up the buggy in front of them with toilet paper. They were like somehow had got it like on their back, carrying it like a like baby Yoda through the grocery store. It was <laughs> it was wild. Um, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and you see like these videos on social media of these people going to Costco, loading up their trucks full of toilet paper. I want to know what these people are doing right now with those pallets full of uh, Charmin. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I mean. I guess pooping. I don't. I don't know. I guess you're good to go. I, they've not had the. They've had not had the experience that I've had over the last year, which is not finding a brand. So you've experimented with different ones. I mean, I can tell you, uh, Charmin and Cottonelle. That's top tier stuff. You know, if you have to settle, yeah, in we're a not pinch. Scott, we're not bringing Scott into this house, okay? So I was about to. That's where I was going to end. Scott is the F, Scott is as bad as notebook paper. It might as well be it's it is it is guard you can't fold it enough it's just it's gonna it's not gonna do its job it's gonna fall apart at the end but here we are man we've made it 2021 you know and uh hopefully things will get turned around and uh, you know i guess with what you guys do it doesn't really i guess it's changed a little bit but you know we're slowly kind of getting back out there and um as far as your audience you know it's different from state to state but uh hopefully you know live entertainment's coming back yeah it would be nice uh yeah it's been it's been it's been touch and go and weird with us and the rules and everything we you know are kind of as we know more about the virus we have to kind of change what we're doing but uh you know we're, we're still getting together and shooting stuff it's just uh different and weird and then we go back to our houses and we hide out until it's time to get back together again and talk through zoom and sure. you know make podcasts that that one person out there listens to shout out to you, whoever you are. That one. Uh, but this is a big moment for you here lately. Uh, y'all, I saw the the group that you're in, Karen Peck and New River. They've uh, they've topped the charts uh, with uh, with the song, right? Yeah, yeah. With, with a little ditty. Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, they've. I, I don't know how many number one songs they've had. I I've only been with the group now for about three years, and uh, honestly, man, it's it's so cool. Um, got to perform on the Dove Awards, which for those that don't know is the biggest award show in, in Christian music and uh, seven time Dove Award winning group, uh, five time Grammy nominated group. And uh, it's just been a really, really cool ride. Was there a Dove uh, Awards after party? I think there was, but we came home. Oh, yeah. I was just wondering how wild it gets. The I doubt it gets too wild. <laughs> with you uh i've heard stories about like grammy after parties i just didn't know if the dove awards match that intensity it's probably not the same i I would imagine like probably chick-fil-a sponsors one of those parties gotta be uh, yeah it's i'm sure it's much more subdued than those grammy parties but 
um, yeah, man, they've been nominated five times, so hopefully they can get back and I can uh, let you know. But this, uh, the Karen Peck New River, that's like, you know, I, you know, I remember the whole journey here. It started, um, you know, finished college, you came back, started uh, singing with Jaden's Call. Mm-hmm. And then you started singing with, you know, 11th Hour. Then it was Karen Peck. And this is Karen Peck and New River. I mean, that's like the top of the 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 gospel music food chain right there, isn't it? I mean, next is just you become Bill Gaither. There's nothing left. Yeah, man. I mean, they're incredible. Uh, and it's honestly an honor to travel with her. She's been doing it for 40 years. And uh, yeah, I'm blessed and actually able to make a living doing it now. So, so uh, it's honestly, you guys kind of took me to raise there at the very beginning. Uh, because I don't know how many nights me and you and Lisa, we'd all hang out. And yeah, you were uh, homeless for two years. Homeless for those first two years of doing this. So, uh, but yeah, man, God's good. And uh, kind of living my dream. Will there be a Kara Peck and New River song in the future about Grant's two years of homelessness, sleeping on my couch, playing <laughs> Call of Duty? There most definitely will be with a music video, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to be in it um, and bring the dogs and for Lisa to get mad at us for being too loud in the music video. Oh my God. Sure. Lisa, you have honestly married a saint to put up not, not only with you, but for me basically living there for a couple of years. Oh yeah, for sure. She hates all of us. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, what question I had, I mean, we talk a little bit sometimes about like, you know, you're singing and stuff, but you know, we don't, it's like talking shop. Like who wants to, who wants to talk about work, but you know, I, I guess I have to for this, but I do have a good question. Okay. Um, so you're with Karen Peck and New River now, and you're doing a lot bigger gigs. Like it's like mega churches, really big places. And most of the time it's, it's like full on concert series. Like I've seen you post stuff that's, uh, you know, you're, you're there with several other groups and you're doing like a three day festival almost. Um, you know, and I remember starting out, um, I would go to the church you're singing at, you know, I'm sure great opportunities, but there are a lot, a lot smaller churches starting off at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what would you say uh, is the big difference between like performing for a mega church versus one of the smaller churches that I'm much more familiar with? um uh honestly you know what's funny about the whole thing like with me and as far as like getting up on stage and being in front of people i get a whole lot more more nervous being in front of people in walker county at like some little church than i do being in front of like five thousand people in you know we're going to uh this week we're going to tampa florida that area there's probably going to be a few thousand people there and for some reason, I've always been that way. I get more nervous when I kn- I know people in that audience, and those people know me, and they know like watch me grow up. I don't know. I've always been that way. I don't know what I don't know what it is about that. Um, but it is. It's just to- it's totally different. Um, and I guess that comes with uh, with time and just kind of the whole paying your dues thing. Um, and this group has definitely done that. And yeah, we're singing it um all all over the country honestly all over the the world since i've been with them we've sang in israel and uh ireland and europe um going into canada uh quite regularly so yeah it's it's uh it's definitely a different ball game yeah uh, the one thing that you know i mean going to 
tiny churches my whole life and then brief stint going to a mega church for about a year. I would say that one of the big differences, and I don't know if you ever see it, is that a small church, every church has their characters that really stand out from a crowd. They've got they've got some unique personalities. But in a mega church, they really sometimes blend in because there's just so many people. But at a small church, they are front and center. Usually they hold some position in the church, too, because everybody has to. So, um, I mean, I bet you've seen some real characters at some yeah. of these little country churches. Oh, gosh, man. Yeah. And uh, honestly, we both kind of grew up in those little bitty country churches. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to call any names, but gosh. That's yeah. what I wanted was some names. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, one of my favorite, you know, you love going to those churches and the guys out there smoking a cigarette about to go into service. That's the pastor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the preacher. Sneaks, <laughs> sneaks a little bit of a flask out of his pocket and then right back to it. Hallelujah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's what like part of the, the charm of going to and growing up in a small community and a small church is everybody knows everybody. And, uh, you're kind of walking through life together. Um, I think sometimes you lose a little bit of that when you go to a big church. I think oh. you, know, you definitely know people and they know you, but it's not, it's not the same for sure. No, 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 no. It's it, the, the biggest thing to me is the adherence to a schedule and like order uh, in a small church that normally doesn't exist. Cause you have those characters who will disrupt the order of uh of the church service uh and i mean i guess like clockwork and i guess in a way maybe it is maybe it's just unceremoniously that is part of the order is that in the middle of the business meeting you know so and so is going to i mean not like the announcement somebody's going to stand up and have an announcement they really don't need to make i feel like you're you're much more liable to get held captive by a preacher at a small church that's going to be long-winded than you are at a big church where they're more definitely more schedule oriented for sure yeah and the one thing a small church does that big churches don't that I've ever seen is the call out for prayer requests, which is just the character's time to shine. That's, that's, that's their moment. Um, I mean, you can never do that at a big church. It would take up like the whole day, but in a small church, I guess we got time. We can, we can hear each person's prayer request to get updates on everybody. Um, that's, that's, that's another big difference there. I mean, you've sat through a bunch of those then, I guess. The... Oh, most definitely. And you know what? I was just sitting here thinking, you know what the big churches miss out on? That the little churches, like, and this is, this is definitely, I, I guess this is like still a Southern style podcast. You know, most people in the audience are probably from the South. Is the potluck. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Mega churches don't have that. That would exactly. be, that would be nuts if they tried. Yeah they're not used to having like cousin Eddie down here with the baked beans and sister Margaret with her famous casserole. You know, you don't get that at a big church. So you, I didn't think about that, but a big thing about the small churches, because the church that I grew up in St. John's missionary Baptist in good old Hansville, Alabama, they, uh, they would have singings, uh, but they would do it on a special like fifth Sunday or something like that. And there would be a potluck. And then, the singing would happen right afterwards. So you've yeah. probably attended countless of those potlucks. So for yeah. you going through that line of a church potluck, 
Is there in your mind, all right, so this is, because you don't know, that's the thing. I go to the church, I know who brought what usually, so I know what I, what is safe to get, and, you know, sister so-and-so made that, I should probably avoid it. Um, you have no clue, you're going in blind every time. Blind every time, but the best thing to do, and they always want you to go first, let me tell you something, let somebody else go in front of you and see what they get. <laughs> because, and, and it's funny you mentioned that because I'm thinking about, we. I was singing in Oklahoma one time at this little bitty church and uh, there was a guy there that, you know, bless his heart, he brought something but had no business bringing anything to this potluck. Right. And everybody said, honestly, before we went through the line, I said, do not touch this man's food. <laughs> <laughs> I've never forgotten that uh what did he do you remember what he brought what it was baked beans he brought oh, baked, baked beans. beans yeah and baked beans are risky hair in there and so you mm-hmm. know you don't know what these people are cooking on you know they could have a cat walking across that counter for all you know if i you're, you're a braver man than me i think i would probably just be eating just a plate of rolls and be looking for that one person who brings the uh walmart chicken fingers or the little caesar's pizza to the potluck every time I just don't, can't take any risks, but the baked beans are definitely always the scariest thing. People do things, they're baked beans. They shouldn't be doing out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, shifting gears a little bit here before we start hooting and hollering. Uh, you're about to be a daddy. That's what I'm hooting about. Oh, oh, sorry. Then I should not, I don't want to, but then, but, you know oh, what? We okay. can start hooting if you want to. It's okay though. Cause honestly, you know, like we've mentioned, we've kind of grown up together, uh, been in each other's weddings obviously yeah yep. uh, you know yours was basically in uh the uh, seventh layer of hell it was torture alabama yeah uh, how long have y'all been married uh that's a great question um <laughs> it's been a while it is it is 2021 uh no it would be it'll be third it'll be 13 years this year but the yeah. magic the lucky number yeah uh but oh my gosh you know uh, talk about singing. I've been in a wedding singer for uh, for your wedding, most yeah. of our weddings, and uh, about ruined your wedding. I forgot, you know, this is back when you had uh, the cassette tape or the tracks, you know. It was old uh, school. Forgot the track, I think, at the hotel. But the day was saved. I forgot who saved the day. But uh, yeah, man. And, and now we're going into this next phase of life. You're already there of fatherhood. And... Um, I'm excited. We're in the uh, we're in the final stretch here. He should be here uh, in the next couple of weeks, and she hasn't been sleeping good. So obviously, I haven't been sleeping good. And uh, but I'm ready for that. You know what? We're both kind of night owls. So I've already told her. I said, "Baby, I've got this night shift. You do the day shift. It's all good." Uh, and I don't know if it's going to work out that way, but yeah, it won't. <laughs> any plans? Any plans that you're making right now will be wrecked completely. Throw them out the window, yeah. Throw them out the window. When we were lucky with Charlotte, because she slept through the night pretty quickly, she got established that routine. But there were the first couple of weeks that it was, uh, well, those first few nights, I mean, we were just so scared to even just like go to sleep. Like one of us just wanted to keep our eyes on her at all times. So uh, like we did that for the first few nights after coming home, that we would like one person would kind of stay up with her in shifts, even though it was completely unnecessary and she was sleeping. I mean, I just, I don't know. You just can't, you just can't sleep. Um, but then if she gets up in the middle of the night, you're both up too. It's there's nothing you can do. Isn't it amazing though? You go through this whole process and, and I can't wait to kind of put him in the car and take him home. And it's like, well, what do we do now? 
You know, you know they let us take this baby home from the hospital. Uh, but thankfully, you know, we haven't had a kid in our home. Uh, it's uh, this will be the first baby in the Gibson family in quite a while. Yeah. Thankfully, she's got six nieces and nephews. So she's got a little experience with the kids. And, uh, you know, we'll figure it out as we go. That's all you can do. I mean, it really is amazing that when you bring the child home, they there's no, there's, I mean, like, you know, you've heard people say, well, there's no instruction manual that comes with kids. They're not lying. Like, there's not even, you don't get a piece of paperwork that, like, you're really, like, you're winging it in the hospital um, a little bit. I mean, they'll come in there and talk to you a little bit, but you're just amazing. It's like, oh, now we have this life to take care of. And um, I don't know. It's like, you didn't even make me take a test before I took this kid home with me. It just seems, it just seems wrong. I have to take a test drive a truck but to take care of this human life you just gonna let me do it it just seems a little weird um walk right out with it yeah, yeah. um but yeah, a lot of it you learn like you're talking about like not having a kid in the house but that's something you like the baby proving the house you don't have to do right away because the baby's not going anywhere sure. Sure. you know completely immobile from the start uh then they then they get to crawl and they get a little more brave um but they're still really dumb because they're babies so they'll just grab anything. So you really have to, my, my, my recommendation for you was whatever child that you can, you could find on, on your wife's side of the family that you can bring over the youngest one, and then just let them loose in the house for a little bit. So what see what the things thing they gravitate towards. That's what you need to baby proof right away. Work your well, way to it. But honestly, isn't that awesome though? Like that, you know, not to get, not to get ultra spiritual, but like that God gives us this gift of, of being, being dads. Uh, I, I'm so ready for that. Um, and I'm so curious to see who he's going to be like, what this kid's going to like his full personality. What are they going to be like? Uh, hopefully they take after me and uh, we'll be awesome. <laughs> it is amazing watching them grow up, get their own little personalities uh and then i cherish these moments knowing as she gets older she'll hate me she'll she'll think i am the biggest dorkiest loser that has yeah. ever existed so i just cherish these moments where she thinks dad is funny and wants to be around him and that's that's pretty much it because i'm giving it uh probably five six more years till things turn yeah she's done she's gonna hate you but yeah it's uh it's a wild ride you're gonna you're gonna do great yeah. You're gonna do great, and and I mostly uh, based on the fact that you have a great wife, so she'll she'll make sure you won't screw up. She's gonna, yeah, yeah. She's got most of the heavy lifting, and uh, she's gonna correct most of my mistakes for sure. Yeah. Um. Did you have you have you read any books or anything? Or you did you go to a class? Yeah. You know, did I read any in high school? Yeah, it's true. So uh, I googled a lot. Yeah. Um. I googled a lot, and. Uh, you know stuff i don't know i don't want i don't want to like i don't have a clue man you know we got these diapers you know we've we've done the uh all the showers and stuff and we got a ton of diapers and i started looking at this box i said what does this mean 84 in 84 in i had no idea that that was newborn that's how that's how lost i am 84 i want to say the count was 84 like 84 diapers yeah but I, didn't, I didn't know what the n stood for oh oh yeah sure <laughs> no idea 
uh, yeah, I, I just relied on Lisa writing down these things for me and going to the store. Um, uh, yeah, diapers are diapers are fun and formula and all that. Yeah, that's another thing. Get ready. Um, you're about to be broke for sure. I've already experienced that. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty bad when they know your face when you walk in. Babies are us, you know. Oh, well, no, I'm amazed that you still have a babies are us. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Georgia. <sighs> still 1994 in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> right by the Radio Shack. Um, all right, let's uh, let's jump into hooting and hollering now. If you have anything other to hoot about, other than being a dad, or we can just keep talking about that, Grant. What are you hooting about right now? Oh gosh, man, uh, <clears throat> I'm definitely hooting about that. I'm also hooting at the fact that we're getting a Japanese restaurant in our little small town. Our oh, quaint, our quaint little Dahlonega, Georgia. Uh, you know, Christmas Hallmark capital of the world. Absolutely. You've experienced that. So uh, there, you're telling me there's going to be a Hallmark movie next year, a Benihana Christmas. Benihana Christmas, yeah, which that's already kind of been taken. But but yeah, man. Oh, that, that's a whole episode of The Office there. Uh, are we talking full-on – are we talking about they have the full-on hibachi grills? Oh, no, we're talking sketchy little uh, in a shopping mall. Um, I mean, we have a few of those here. I mean, you're familiar with them here in, in the county I, I reside in that you are from. There's uh, – there's not a full-on hibachi in that place, but there apparently is one in the back. Yeah, the, it's the same. It's definitely the it's same. It's that situation. Are they in an old bill? Is this an old Wendy's that they've taken control of, like the one here? Or Oh, better. It's Little Caesars. Oh. Uh, so you know it's going to be good. It's going to probably, you know, some of it's going to taste like garlic bread, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. You know, you've been here. The choices that we have are very limited. Yeah, it's slim pickings. Uh, but if you want fudge or some kind of chocolate, we got three places. <laughs> it, it is what it is. But yeah, man, I, I love living here. Um, and honestly, ended up here because of work and the people I work with. Uh, and that's how I met my wife. She was from here. So now we're kind of settled in and uh, just loving life. But I can tell you what I'm hollering about. And that is this weather. It's the worst. I'm so tired. I think we both are kind of the same. I, I like it a little warmer than what we're what we're dealing with right now. And uh, I guess I'm hollering about uh, Phil the uh, groundhog seeing a shadow. I don't, I, think, tr- I don't trust that rat. You know, and isn't it funny that we in the South are listening to a groundhog from Pennsylvania? Um, yeah. I- I- well, we have our possum. I mean, we, I don't, there's a bunch of possums, but the Birmingham possum, uh, Birmingham Jill also saw her shadow apparently and predicted six more weeks of winter. Um, oh, that's the thing. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. So we were doomed either way, I guess. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I despise this weather. It, just because, I mean, have y'all had any snow? You probably got a little bit of snow up there. A little snow, obviously more than what, you know, you've probably had back there, uh, uh, in your neck of the woods, but yeah, man, we've had a little snow. But no, we, we haven't had a bit. I mean, we saw some flakes, but nothing is stuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the absolute worst parts of winter here. It's just cold and miserable, and everything's dead. Absolutely, and I'm tired of it. I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready for some sunshine. I'm ready to get back to work. Uh, but I'm headed to Florida this week, so thankful for that. 
When, when to, I mean, a big thing for y'all was cruises. Uh, these gospel music cruises are those. Are they? Are, are cruises back yet? Is that a thing? Or are they still on hold? Um, I mean, I have to imagine there's some people that would pay money to get on a boat right now. I mean, throw caution to the wind. Whatever happens to me happens to me. I just got to get that all you can eat buffet uh, and play penny slots in the Gulf of Mexico. That is the American dream. You know, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. We have a cruise scheduled for Alaska this summer and it's still on as far as I know, but I think, you know, I think, I think things will start to turn. I really do. I think things will start to turn the far that once we get out of this winter season and into this, into the uh, spring and summer and, uh, and this vaccine's rolling out. So hopefully things will get better. But as far as I know, Carnival and these, these guys, they're not cruising yet. I don't think, or they're at least, you know, those cruises leaving out of New Orleans aren't, you know, they're not leaving. No, I mean, I haven't seen anything about it yet. I mean, is that, are cruises probably your favorite part? Is that like the, the best gig you can get is the cruise ship gig? Um, it's like a free vacation and, you know, some yeah, work, right? It's it's mixing the both. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we do normally we do three of those in a year sometimes four um and honestly man you know our audience is majority kind of 50 and up Uh, obviously there are definitely young people involved in listening but the majority are older and so yeah christian entertainment's a huge part of that and um we uh honestly my favorite thing is alaska if you've never been on alaskan cruise and uh i haven't it's absolutely unreal and uh you're seeing out countless bald eagles like the wildlife and the scenery is absolutely gorgeous nothing that you would see in Summerton, alabama that way uh i can believe that uh there's things in Summerton, alabama though you can't see anywhere else so think about that that is uh, true yeah no you know i've only been on one cruise in my entire life uh and it was uh the carnival cruise out of mobile um that was a nightmare uh i mean i was going to say it uh knowing that carnival cruise ships will never sponsor an episode of hooting and hollering i'm willing to just to you know part ways with that potential sponsorship that i know i was going to get uh <laughs> that that ship you know i never been on one and i was i think i was like 30 or 31 and so, you know, I had, you were telling me about how great cruise ships were. A friend of ours, uh, Lisa, were just like talking it up about how this is like heaven on a boat in the middle of the Gulf and your wildest dreams will come true. You want this food? You can go get it 24 hours a day on the boat or they'll bring it to your cabin. They'll deliver it to you and feed it to you like a king. And uh, just the marvels of this boat. Not that cruise ship, not the Carnival, whatever it is at a mobile, which is the <laughs> oldest boat in their fleet. I mean, it was, I won't say the ship was dirty, but you could tell it was old and Carnival didn't love it anymore. Like they had new babies that they cared about and they put this old one in mobile and that's why it was so cheap. Yeah. She had seen better days. Let's, let's put it that way. And the, I'm sure that I've been on that boat too. And uh, you picked a terrible boat and cruise. You went to Cozumel, man. Cozumel was nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to a guy who goes to Gulf Shores every year, it was a beautiful place. Yeah, sure, sure. But you got. I needed more putt putt courses, but sure, it was good. 
you've got to do like one of those cruises into uh, like St. Martin and get down into the uh, lower Caribbean and all that, that's, that's where it's at. And probably get away from Carnival. You need to do like a Royal Caribbean or one of those. Oh, I swore off Carnival. That last trip, I said, I'm, I'm, I will do this again, but I will not do it with Carnival. Because this was just, I mean, first of all, the food wasn't good at all. Uh, and this room service uh, was, was sandwiches. It was like, here's your pick. Would you like a ham or a turkey sandwich delivered to your room? Okay. Chips cost extra. They had to, they charged you for the pizza that was up there just to bring it down to your room. It was, it was so dumb. Uh, and then y'all were like, oh, there's fancy dinners. The dinners are fancy. You dress up. So I brought a suit. Did you bring your tux? Uh, sh- you know, I should have. Uh, but even in my suit, I was overdressed. There was no rule for like how to dress up for that dinner. And I thought I'd get a steak. You're like, get a steak every night. No. Oh, contraire, you can get a, a dried uh, chicken breast, maybe. Yeah, see, you struck out, though. I think I think if you gave it another try, picked a different ship. You know, I feel like some of those, those, those cruises, you've got a certain type of people on there. And, you know, when you're only paying a couple of hundred dollars for a cruise, you get what you pay for. Uh, the, the type of people on my cruise, it was all one type um it was the type that uh they were there to gamble in the casino they were there to take advantage of the cheaper cigarette prices uh because they would just get up there in that smoker's alley on the deck and then just puff away um and just flick them cigarettes in the gulf of mexico uh like it's their it's their giant ashtray uh, I don't even think some of them got off the boat for the shore excursions. They were just like, I, I like it here. I like this. We're staying on. Yeah. We're staying on to smoke. This is all I came to do was to smoke and drink uh, and, and play penny slots. That was, uh, I mean, the, we watched, we watched a couple of the shows. That was interesting. Oh, and bingo. Bingo was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's your ticket though. Bingo. Um, do they still play bingo when the, when y'all are out there on the sea doing gospel music? No, I don't think I don't, I don't think that they do. Um, but the casinos are still open. Oh no, friend, no. The they casinos, shut down the casino. Yes, yes, yes. They shut down the casinos on the Christian cruises. Um, can you? Can you? I'm um, surely the smoking's still allowed. No, the smoking. I'm sure maybe some of them do, but it's not. <laughs> not like that. Yeah, not like that. No. Now, this is all Christian entertainment, you know, and uh, most of these boats are rented out. You know, you can, you, you buy out the boat. And uh, so it is, it's, it's a little different for sure. Um, I would say by far the nicest boat I've ever been on was a Holland America. A what now? Holland America. Holland America. Yeah. That doesn't uh, sail out of Mobile Bay, does it? Yeah, yeah. you're out of luck. Well uh i'm gonna try it again but i'm not gonna do carnival uh i forgot there was one thing i was gonna ask you about i was thinking about the other day like what can i ask grant to really dive into the world of gospel music and one thing that came to mind that really stands out to me uh as you know uh just casual observer of this genre of music i would say that of all those genres of music i'm secular everything that the best dressed performers musicians artists are in gospel music because if you think about it 
uh, think about like rock. Well, they got their own grunge thing going on, t-shirts, blue jeans. Country music is kind of along the same lines there. Pop music is just weird. I mean, it can go anything from just the standard t-shirt blue jeans to like Lady Gaga with a, a dress made out of meat. Uh, but gospel music, it's like every performance, you're wearing your Easter Sunday best for that. The suits, the things I've seen, the performance I've been to and the stuff, the the other gospel people in the industry – the suits are immaculate. It, it it's like a uh, a catalog, a Brooks Brothers catalog sprung to life. <laughs> you dress your best for uh, for Jesus, man. Uh, but I would one up you on this. I think the best dress genre, and it's uh, it's probably jazz. Everybody that I've seen that, that is in jazz music, those guys are dressed up. It's always suit and tie. Now, like with us, we definitely do, but we still still wear like jeans and stuff on stage and um, try to be as relevant as we can. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like what we do in our style of music is a little bit different than your traditional Southern gospel. We're trying to reach a, a little bit broader audience. And so that definitely kind of rolls over into what we're wearing on stage too. But yeah, we're we're still trying to dress nice. So that that is the big difference, Dan. Like that's you're bringing in the younger crowd with the blue jeans, and a little poppier sound, right? A little more. Yeah, stylistically, it's a little different. Adding some drums to the track. Yeah, well, a little bit more drums. Yeah. A bass, a really nice bass beat. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe a remixed track with Nelly. Maybe. Has that happened in the industry yet? Because I feel like that could really blow it open there. Sit some of these Christian rappers on there. Like, uh, what's is Lecrae? Is that? Yeah, I think Lecrae's probably the biggest as far as do, I know. Do you think that there's a possibility for a Karen Peck and New River, New River featuring Lecrae track in 2021 or next year? No, but we'd love it. So if Lecrae is listening, <laughs> if he's that one person listening, I've, you know oh. what? I've really did a deep dive on the analytics and I can't pin it down, but part of me is thinking it is Lecrae. So if it is him, the, uh, the invitation, you've heard it right here, you know, barring uh, Kevin, uh, Karen Peck's approval, of course, I guess she has the final say. Yeah. Uh, I have no say, man. I just show up and, and do my job isn't that the best though i mean having say is stressful sometimes yeah responsibilities i mean your job is to learn your song and then go out there and sing it right go there and do it obviously there's a little bit more but yeah for the you're moment, driving well for a little bit you were driving the bus weren't you yeah yeah man how's that that's stressful you know that's a lot of uh that's a lot of weight that you're 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 behind the wheel carrying a lot of responsibility and people it's funny how people will just fly by you. I'm like, but I can't stop this nail done. <laughs> I feel like you're already talking like a trucker now. <laughs> right. It's the same thing though. It's amazing how people drive. Did you like find yourself wanting to just pull into the loves and the, uh, the big truck stops and just go in for a cup of coffee and chat it up with the other truckers, just kind of see what the, what the, how road life is treating them. Did you get you, do you have a CB radio? Yeah, we do. Do you get on there sometimes? And no, no, no. I don't really get on there. Uh, See if you can find the snowman to your bandit. Right. <laughs> but we're in there, man. Yeah, every every night. And uh, loves or uh, pilot, and it's uh, it's definitely a different way of life for sure. What, what's the best uh, living road life? What's what's the best travel like 
gas station chain there is. Well, I would say Bucky's, but they don't let trucks in there. I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's all. Uh, That's just un-American. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Bucky's is all like cars and stuff. I don't think they have diesel tanks. I, I could be wrong on that, but I don't think they do. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't recall ever seeing a truck there. But I don't know why they would. Uh, it seems like a trucker wouldn't want to because there's like. 200 cars there it seems like it would be impossible and people are just going every which direction it's impossible to navigate the bucky's parking lot yeah well you got to get your uh, brisket sandwiches and your uh they are good corn nuggets so but honestly probably pilot i like pilot the best i don't know i can't put my finger on it i feel like it's a little cleaner um but yeah uh i feel like you definitely want to stay away from flying jays i don't like those mm, yeah i didn't think about that uh i don't even stop at flying jay I think, I think, yeah, I would say love. Loves are pilot for sure. Uh, you have to eat a lot of fast food, I guess, too, on the road out there. What's? Oh gosh, I try to stay away from it though, man. That's uh, that's a slippery slope. <laughs> but you, what is you start, it? You start doing that, man, and you're gonna end up looking like Ruben Stutter. You know what uh, I mean? Like, as a handsome guy, uh, a fashion <laughs> icon. Um, you know, he he did such a good job at wearing your area code on your shirt that nobody has even tried to copy him since then. That trend is all his. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, well, I guess the big thing for those those pilots is um, uh, probably a lot of the subways attached to them, some Wendy's. Oh, I mean, yeah, you could, your, choices of, your choices of food are definitely there. Yeah. You got something to choose from. I mean, like, you've had no choice. You have to eat on the road, right? Like, it's not like y'all can... I mean, what's the go-to uh, fast food or on-the-road food for Karen Peck and New River? Uh, for us, yeah, we normally try to eat pretty well. Um, we'll go into like a, a Texas Roadhouse maybe or something like that during the day. Oh, you're and, eating nice. Yeah, I try to eat a little nicer, a little healthier. Uh, not always, obviously. But, uh, you know, when, after a concert, there's not a whole lot open. Right. So – here lately, I've tried to do the, the shakes and uh, trying to stay away from McDonald's, to be honest with you. This has been a big upgrade because uh, I didn't realize you were at that, that level now. I remember starting off, uh, a lot of it was you were eating food that the church would just bring y'all. Uh, I remember you talked about you ate more pizza than any person should ever consume for those first few years. Yes, yeah. Because they were like, we got to find something to feed everybody. Bet y'all love pizza. Yeah, and it's always, you know what's so funny? It's always the pizza you don't want. You know what I mean? It's like some like Little Caesars or you're not going to get the good stuff. No, Nobody's coming to a church like concert with Mellow Mushroom. No, 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 no. No, you're getting, you're, y'all are getting Little Caesars until we hear how good you sing. Maybe we'll upgrade you to Domino's then. <laughs> well, Grant, uh, if they want to listen to Karen Peck and New River, where can they find them? Oh man, Spotify. They being the one, they being Lecrae. Yes. Being the two listeners to this program, my mom and Lecrae. Oh yeah, we will, we will get uh, Miss Candy Gibson for this episode. So that's a, we won't Uh, get Bill. I don't think that he'll listen. Uh, Just doesn't have the time for it, but I think that we get Candy and of course uh, Lecrae back again. Uh, But yeah, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, you name it, we're on there. And then KarenPeckAndNewRiver.com. There it is. And then they can check for shows and all that on the website too. Absolutely. Uh, Grant, thank you for coming on. 
to Hooten and Hollering if you're listening to the show uh, and you haven't already done so, uh, hit that subscribe button. That'd be great so you can check out more episodes, you know, or leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. You know, give it 17 stars, whatever the maximum amount is. Grant, what would you rate? How many stars would you give this episode? Maybe five. That's fair. I think that's solid. Out of 17? Maybe five out of 17. Oh, in that case, that sounds, that's probably also more fair too. Uh, so give it a rating and uh, check, uh, check out uh, more episodes coming. Grant, thanks for coming. Thank you.